0: Awesome. Okay, you can be seated. What a ter- tremendous day, Sunday, and then it's a brand new building, our forever house, and it's Father's Day. I mean, come on, it just keeps on getting better and better and better. And and I see they got Krispy Kreme up there. It's like, and it's spring. It's a new season. It's like, come on, this is like the best time ever. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we, we really appreciate you guys, and we thank you so much again for uh, all your work and hard uh, effort that's gone into this. I mean, uh, I think when Julie and I first saw it, it was like there was just stuff everywhere, and that I really had to poke my head in yesterday, because actually I uh, uh, took Daniel to the football. Yeah, we should have been working here, but that's why I asked for forgiveness before. <coughs> uh, and, uh, and saw all the, the hard workers in here. You know, Chris, is—he was actually trying to work out what, what that thing was that you plug in, and, and it made a lot of noise, and it had a, had a hose on the end. He's trying to work out what the heck that was, and uh, yeah, I think he worked it out, that, that it, you know, it sucked it up, and then it threw it back out again. Is that right? Yeah, it's got an inlet and an outlet. So it seemed like everywhere he went, it's just like, it was like it's gone back again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So it is, a, it is a great day, a great morning to be alive, and uh, it is such a privilege to be able to come and to be able to bring this Father's Day message in our brand new house, our brand new place, and uh, at the beginning of a new season. You know, and God always does things differently in a new season. He always reinforces something at the beginning of a new season. And I believe this message this morning will, will stir, it will activate us, uh, it will bring restoration, it will cause an ignition to happen, that God is raising up the, the men of this time to come into the place where God needs them to be. And really, uh, this, this will challenge you, it's as it has challenged me over the years. And so, if you've got your Bibles, I just want you to, uh, to turn... To uh, Genesis chapter twenty-six, and we're going to lo- start looking at at verse twelve. But um, I believe it's time for us as fathers. Now, I'm 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 addressing I'm addressing fathers. I'm addressing grandfathers, great grandfathers, like my dad. Um, I, I'm addressing husbands, fathers to be. So pretty well all the men. Okay, <laughs> so. On Father's Day. I mean, now, I understand this message... Uh, that, that we are connected those ones who are married we are, we are one with our wives and of course you know, we're always going to do things uh, together like that but there comes a time where, where we as men must rise above where we are sometimes and break up some mindsets that we have that hey I'm here I'm the breadwinner uh, my wife can understand she, she can go through all the you know, the prayer stuff and teach the kids all about Jesus and whatever but I got to bring in you know, the, the money so we can live and all that sort of stuff And, you know, that's important. But your spiritual input into the children is also important. And so we can't just think, well, this is their job and this is my job. Because there aren't any uh, clear-cut jobs nowadays. I believe, as, as men and women of God, that we have a responsibility. And it doesn't matter whose job is whose. If it needs to be done, we get it done. Come on. And so... Fathers not only leave an inheritance, but they reclaim their family's inheritance. They not only leave an inheritance, but they take back, they reclaim. Now, we're going to have a look at at Isaac and how he had to reclaim some of the inheritance that Abraham had given to him, but the enemy had taken or stopped up. And so there was a time in the life of Isaac that he had to reclaim a portion of his inheritance. Now remember, it was only a portion. Certain amount he got, and, and that was fine. But there are sometimes, there are areas in our life that we have to fight for. If you don't fight for it, you don't get it. Come on, it just lays there, and it sits there, and it's yours. But because you don't make a claim, because you don't want a warfare, because you don't want to take that action into that place, it just stays there all by itself. And you miss and you, don't, uh, you aren't allowed or uh, able to pass that on to the next generation. So we see here that Abraham left an inheritance to his son. This inheritance consisted of, uh, consisted of some valuable wells and water was valuable at that time. It was a valuable commodity in those days. I mean, it still is today, but back those days, it, was, it wasn't just everywhere. Okay, So they had to drill, especially where these guys were, where Abraham and Isaac were, the family were. They had to really dig hard, hard wells and go through limestone and all this sort of stuff. And they didn't have like the drills that we have today. It's like, oh, we want a well, we'll just call the drilling company. You know, they can come in, we'll just pay them. And they got these amazing drills that just go straight down. And, and, uh, and it's so much easier. But in, the, in these days, it was hard and it was tough. And so it says that the Philistines robbed Isaac of that inheritance. They filled the wells up and they stopped him from gaining access to his own water. Come on now. You've got to understand spiritually. Let's pray. Father, today we thank You, Lord, for Your Word. We thank You that this is Father's Day. And that, Lord, that this is a time now where You are awakening the Father's, Lord, to bring forward that inheritance, Father, Lord, spiritually and naturally. And so, Lord, I break off every mindset that's contrary to Yours. And, Lord, today we say, Holy Spirit, have Your way. Open up our ears and let us hear what Your Spirit is saying to the church today. In Jesus' name. Listen, we understand that this was in the natural, but we're talking about the spiritual things today. The spiritual aspect, what is yours, but the enemy has robbed you from and that has stopped from and has thrown things into the well to stop you gaining access to what is yours. Come on, we heard this morning through, Je- uh, through Julie that Jesus gave his life for you. He laid down his life. He gave he took everything to the cross everything was crucified on that on that cross he laid down he gave everything to us and so we can now become, see, we are grafted in to, 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 uh, to God. We are grafted into a different family now. And our inheritance, come on, you've got to understand, there is a spiritual inheritance that we now come into because of what Jesus did, that we are no longer uh, uh, enemies, we are no longer even servants. But Jesus says, I call you friends. And we are a family now because we've been grafted in. We have a new dad. Amen? Amen. So if we got a new dad, we now are able to come into his inheritance. And if you don't know what it is, then you're going to miss out. And if you can't fight for what he has to give to you, because the enemy is not going to just lay down and say, there you go, it's all yours. No, he is going to fight you every step. And there's some things at times you just got to get up in his face, and you got to stand, and you got to fight, because I tell you what, he, he knows all the tricks. He is a crafty devil. So we see here that that this enemy stopped Isaac from gaining access to his own water. It was his. So Isaac didn't just sit there and allow the enemy to destroy what was rightfully his. He took that proper steps to reclaim what the enemy had taken from him. So, furthermore, he did what was necessary to leave an inheritance for his children. He just didn't say, "Hey, listen, we've got enough here. This, this is okay." You got to understand, in those times, wells were so important; they were like oil today. You know, you can't run anything uh, uh, pretty well without oil, without petrol, without whatever. But, but it was like the the, the wells of those days. Every time, see, see, that was what classed you as wealthy if you had wells because you then had water for your flocks and you could sell the water to other people who needed water themselves. So they're gaining more and more wealth. So maybe, you know, we've been blessed to have parents and grandparents who took some time to dig some spiritual wells for us. And they left a spiritual inheritance for us. They taught us the Bible. Uh, They lived as examples before us. They made sure that we knew the plan of salvation. Uh, They helped us in spiritual growth and, and maturity. Maybe they invested in you and taught you the ways of the Lord. Maybe they left a lasting legacy of devotion and faith and had a great impact on your life. And perhaps somewhere along the way, What's happened is that the enemy Satan has come along and robbed you of these things. And he may have taken steps to fill in your spiritual wells in your life. And if you don't take the proper steps to recover what was lost, then you're allowing the devil to rob you and your children and your great children, grandchildren, all the children of your spiritual inheritance. And listen, and maybe, you know, you've had to dig them yourselves because not everything is going to be there. Sometimes you've got to dig them yourselves. And you can't expect anyone else to dig them for you. You can't expect your pastors to dig them for you, your friends to dig them for you. Even though they love you, it's like, hey, no, take the shovel back. <laughs> you dig them yourselves. So I think digging them yourselves, I think that would be a lot harder than actually having them dug and having to redig them. Because if you're them okay, there's a lot of rubbish, dirt, rocks, everything like that down there, but the hole is already dug. But if you had to make a hole, make a well, you've got to dig some tough, hard soil, go through some rock, whatever it might be. It's a lot harder when you have to do it yourself. Spiritually, when we are digging spiritual wells, it's a lot harder to dig them yourself than if you've had parents or grandparents who have already dug them and the enemy has thrown everything in. So then you have to redig. I can remember mum and dad dropping us off at the Salvation Army Hall yeah, when we lived at, at, at uh, a cappella And uh, it wasn't too far from our house, but you know, it, I, I don't believe it was for spiritual import. I believe it was so mum and dad could have some time on Sunday morning. With our kids. (laughs) They weren't Christians. Of course, yes. I I must say that. But but you know what? There's always an impact that, that happens here. So I believe what's happening now is that we have come to a place where we know more now than we have in the past. We know that there is so much more to experience than we have in the past. We know that there are new levels that God wants us to go to than we have in the past. Why? I believe that there is a natural progression, but there also comes a point where we say, God, I am sick of what I have. I want more. Uh, I thank you for what you've given to me. I mean, we're totally appreciative. But listen, when you understand God, when you know who He is, you, you know what there is available to you. Now, you can stay sick all your life if that's the case. But if you know that there is healing and health in the blood of Jesus and in the name of Jesus, I tell you, why wouldn't you access that? But listen, if the enemy has thrown rocks into that well, then I tell you, it's hard to try and access that unless you do some redigging, some warfare. So when the Philistines attacked Isaac's inheritance, he didn't just sit by and allow this to happen. He went and redugged the wells, he reclaimed his inheritance. I believe that is going to be the message this morning. Time to reclaim our inheritance. It's time to redig the wells. It's time to maybe dig some wells. Spiritual wells I'm talking about. So this is exactly what we must do for our inheritance. When the enemy has attacked us, we've got to get to this place that we can't just sit by and watch it all disintegrate. Watch it all go. And listen, it doesn't matter how far you are along, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter how old your children are, or your grandchildren, or great grandchildren, it doesn't matter. It's never too late. It is never too late. Don't believe the, the a lie of the enemy saying it's too late. Don't forget it now. Hey, they're all growing up, they're all hey, they can make their own decisions now. Listen, it is never ever too late. To lay up an inheritance, to redig the wells, or to dig some wells. So we see here, firstly, Isaac receives his inheritance, and then he listens to the Lord and he begins to prosper. I believe there's a key to this listening to the Lord and beginning to prosper. So, his father Abraham's already given him his inheritance. And so, we pick up his life now in Genesis 26, verse 12, down to verse 15. It says Then Isaac sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man began to prosper. And then he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, and a great number of servants. And so the Philistines envied him. Now, verse 15, Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. See, Isaac planted his crops, and he harvested them, but he didn't, I don't believe he just received back a hundred times more than what he planted. I believe it's like where we hear the Lord saying, you know, a 30, 60, a hundred fold. You know, the 30, 60 and then a hundred doesn't make any sense. Should be 30, 60, 90. But I believe the hundred fold is when God gets involved in your harvest. When he gets involved in your business. It is not just normal, well it's 30, 60 or 90, no, 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 it is a hundredfold. It means it's the absolute maximum than you, that you could possibly get and then God gives you more again. It's that type of thing that is the miraculous well you see that is not possible how that happened. That's not naturally possible. That's what I believe God is showing us here that when we give when, when, when we hear what God is saying to us, and even though this was in a drought situation, Isaac still sowed in that same time in that same place where he was at. Come on, he't want to, he didn't go anywhere else. He didn't go to another place that was much more conducive of, of growing plants or anything like that. It was right At that place where he was obedient to the Lord and all of a sudden the Lord says, Well done, good and faithful servant. Now you're going to see. Now you're going to see a harvest. Now I'm going to show myself off in your obedience. All people are going to see how blessed you are because of what you have heard and what you have done. Not just what you have heard. It's what you have done. It's in the obedience. And so we see here, as he does that, all of a sudden, the, the Philistines envy him. They were so envious. They're thinking, he is just going to get richer and richer and take over. So what they do, they, they blocked all his father's wells. All our Isaac's inheritance was blocked up. So that part, they were trying to get back at him. They were trying to stop him from being so prosperous. See, the enemy will stop you from being prosperous, from showing off your God and who He is. So as a result of his success, the Philistines become envious and they plotted against Him. They filled all his wells with dirt. So you might think, well, with with all that, why did Isaac have to go and redig the wells? I mean, I mean he's so prosperous. Come on, he, he could have dug so many other wells all over the place. He didn't really need them. He's got all the money there. He's very prosperous. He's got servants everywhere. He could have just said, hey, guys, I want to dig a well. Mm, let me see. Uh, over there. Anywhere at all. But you have to realize something. That when it's your inheritance, when your father or your grandfather or whatever has paid the price to dig them wells, to give to the generations after, there's something about we must take that. Otherwise, we are ungrateful for what others have done before us. Isaac here says, hey, I don't care how wealthy I am. And yes, I could dig wells anywhere I want, but they are my wells. They are my wells. And the enemy, you will not have anything that is mine. See, so you've got to become militant in that point. Don't become flippant and say, well, who cares? What you're saying is that who cares that your mother, your father, your family beforehand had to spend time and effort. And spiritually, I'm talking about here, praying and interceding and fighting the devil. And you say, oh, well, whatever. We'll just move on. We'll get another well. That is blatant disregard, really, for what's happened in the past. See, I thank God for for the, the, the people who have gone before me, for the generations who have gone before me, who have paid a price and laid down a foundation so now I can build upon that. When I go out to the Papua New Guinea, praise God for the Catholic you know uh, uh, missionaries who've gone before me because they've laid a platform. They've laid that there. They they had to pay a price to get into that place and do what they are to, to do. But now I can go into that place now and do what God wants me to do in there, only because of those ones who have gone before me. See, now I am redigging some of those wells that these guys have dug. Digging some new ones as well. Some apostolic prophetic wells up there in that nation. Changing the nation. Isn't that, I'm not saying this is just me. But when God does it, He sends all these guys, the apostles and prophets, into the nation to stir them up, to come to that place where God is restoring back to the church everything that was lost. So those who owned the wells could maintain larger flocks of sheep Sheep were also a sign of wealth and Abraham was very wealthy, and he passed his wealth on to Isaac. Wells were a sign of life. Come on, life. Oases were planted around the wells in the desert. These areas of green are always a contrast to the desolate desert around about them. And that's what I believe that God is talking about having this distinctive mark upon us that we are called of God that if we are representing Him right then we should be a green oasis within the desert. The dry and thirsty people out there we should be the oasis. We should be that place of where the wells can come uh, uh, where the wells can be dug and people can come and drink and have a life. See, I believe Abraham knew that his family and servants and and the animals must have water to survive. That's why he he dug them and laid up an inheritance for Isaac and, and, and for his family to enjoy the fruits of his father's labors. Those wells would have been in prime areas. Don't allow the enemy to dictate to you to tell you where to go or to tell you what to do. The wells were the property of Isaac, inherited from his father. These wells were part of Abraham's legacy. Abraham knew the family, that they would need these things. And so, see, a good dad lays up an inheritance for his children. Now, now, talking about a natural inheritance, but there's also, I believe, a great dad... (laughs) Leaves a spiritual inheritance for his children; that it's not just a natural inheritance, but it's both—it's natural and spiritual—to our children and our grandchildren. Notice after that. See, Abraham named those wells, and it was an in, his intention that it was to be the family's inheritance. See, what you see when you when you dug a hole like this, a well in the desert, you then named it. It was yours. It was yours. Come on. It's yours. you got to understand when you dig what God wants you to dig, that you dig those spiritual wells, that is your well. You name that well. And we'll be seeing a few wells, what I believe that God is calling us to dig deep or to redig. or re- you know, re-dig some of the wells that have already been gone before us. We're just having some technical difficulties. That's that's okay. First day. So, fathers, do you have plans to leave an inheritance to your children? See, I mean, we haven't finished our assignment here on earth yet. Thank God. So we're still laying up an inheritance. Like I said, it's never too late. Keep, Keep laying up. Not just natural, but spiritual inheritance to our children. What are we? What are we focused on providing them with? Big house, couple of cars, uh, expensive tools. <laughs> hey, we got an expensive tool. It's a drill. Uh, stocks, other investments. Better getting quick. See, none of these things really matter in eternity. You can't take any of these things with you. Well, you can, but they don't actually get there. <laughs> Come on, just gotta look at you know the pharaohs, you know, these massive, great big pyramids, and it's like all the treasures, like I'm taking this to the next life. And it's like, sorry, it's still here. <laughs> Never actually made it. You can't take anything with you. But listen, spiritually, spiritually. Is a different story. Spiritually, I believe that we need to leave our family financially secure. Yes, but listen, first and foremost, is that we make sure that they are spiritually and eternally secure. See, I hope and pray that when I die, our, my kids, our kids, will say, "You know, Dad dug a few holes today, like dug." <laughs> Dug, dug a hole. <laughs> but that dad dug some spiritual wells for us. They taught us about Jesus. He taught us how to live a life according to the word. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that would be the case. That they would say that. So really, what are we digging for our children? Are you going to leave them a spiritual inheritance? Abraham left Isaac an inheritance that he left for his son, these worlds in the natural. But after a while, trouble come. Listen, what happened? Let's have a look in verse 15 of chapter 26. It says here, see, as Isaac received his inheritance, second thing that happened here is that it was robbed from him says, Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father and that they had filled them with earth. See, one of the strategies of war was filling your enemy's wells with dirt, with everything, so that they could not rely on those. It was like an act of war, really. It was like dropping a bomb today on some nation you don't like. And, and it's an act of war. Listen, the enemy has been filling your wells. And we have either not noticed or we have not cared or we don't want to fight those things. Listen, God is stirring. He's stirring the heart of fathers today. that we are not just the breadwinners. But I tell you what, we have an important role to play. That we, we are like the doorkeepers. So what we allow in, here, come on, we can allow it in or we can shut the door to some things. And now I tell you, there is a fight that is going on for the lives of your children. Eternal lives. So it says here that the Philistines stopped up the wells that belonged to Isaac. See, what was the purpose of this? Really, that was an act of war, but it was also to stop them from being able to use that that water. What happened is that everything got dehydrated or everything that needed water started to die. How much more is our spiritual wells? for those who need the living water, that I believe that we have become spiritually dry, spiritually parched, spiritually dehydrated in certain areas of our life because we've allowed the enemy to dump all this garbage in. And listen, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to fill it up with rocks and dirt and whatever. He can just pollute it. And all of a sudden... You're drinking or you're leaving as an inheritance a polluted well, which neither is good nor bad. It's that lukewarmness. Come on. Make sure it's pure living water. The deep, listen, you've got to dig deep. You've got to dig deep to get down to those underground springs that have got this pure water that's there. I've seen some of those I saw this one um, uh, episode of of National Geographic and they were diving underneath. I can't remember where this was now. Diving underneath these limestone rocks and caverns and everything like that. They were diving underneath. And it looked like they were standing in like we are today. It was that clear. It was crystal clear. It was unbelievable. Not one... Bit of pollution, not one bit of anything that was in that water. It was crystal clear. That's what God is wanting us to do. As fathers, we got to dig deep, we got to reclaim our inheritance so we can pass it off to the next generation. Listen, we face an enemy that's stronger and more cunning than the Philistines. Come on, our enemy Satan is like a roaring lion. He walks around, seeing whom he may devour. Seeing if he can fill in your well, make you spiritually dehydrated. You get discouraged. You walk away. It's easier to walk away than it is to fight because, because you, are, you are dehydrated. You haven't got that connection back with God. All of a sudden things are not just working the way you thought it would be and, it's, and you can't fight or you don't want to fight and you just walk away and the devil has won. See, that's why I believe that as Julie was talking about this movie The War Room has been released for this time. Because it's re up the warriors. It's, it's rekindling that warrior anointing in the people's lives. That it's all about spiritual intercession. Prayer intercession. You, you, I mean, you can have a look at the movie, but in the beginning it's all about them. Me, my needs, what I want, this, that, whatever. And you can see the disaster that it causes that family. But when you start to, when you start to pray and intercede for the other one, then you start to see a whole change that happens. When you start concentrating on somebody else and it's not your needs. When you start wanting to bless somebody else, when you want to be blessed. Come on. And, and more time than not, we have seen people who have been given to others all of a sudden be blessed. Praying for others' healings, they get healed. Come on. It's amazing how God works. But He's got to get our attention off of ourselves and put it on somebody else. That's what I love about Forever House here. That we are people who have our eyes on other people to bless them, to encourage them. Notice that when Abraham dug these wells, that he named them. Man, your wells need to be named. Name your wells. Satan can't rob you of your salvation, but I tell you what, he can fill up your, your wells. Continue to fight until, until you recover your wells. That's what Isaac did. He continued to fight. Thirdly, is this, three, down to verse 16. It says, and Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us for you are much more powerful than us. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the name which his father had called them. See, Isaac took the proper steps to reclaim his inheritance. Abimelech said, you've got to leave this place because you're too powerful. Isaac went to a certain valley and reopened the wells that the Philistines had filled in after the death of Abraham. So Isaac here didn't just go and dig a few other wells somewhere else. He reclaimed his inheritance. He restored the names. He renamed them again. He didn't name them a different name. He named them the names that His Father had named them. See, we're reclaiming the things that were robbed, stolen, and taken from us. As fathers, we have got, I believe, a new order that God is releasing to us that we step up to the job. And listen, you, you still still do what God's called you to do. you still got to bring in the, the, the money, do what you need to do. But there is something else that God is making us aware of. That we are redigging the wells that are being robbed from us. And you might have to, re- you might have to dig some new ones. See, I don't want to forfeit anything that God has given to me. I don't want to forfeit anything. I want everything that He's got. We've had, to re- we've had to dig some wells in our life. And it's not because of your mom and dad didn't do it. Come on. It's that that responsibility now comes upon you. And we're not going to blame the previous generation. Well, they should have done this and they should have done that. And they're not done their... Tri-. No, no, come on. Everyone's looking at blaming somebody else. Take responsibility for yourself. And for your family, step up to the plate and say, Okay, God, as for me and my ha- household, we are going to serve you. Lord, I am going to come to that place where I'm going to redig dig these wells. Or I might have to dig some wells now. Seemed like for us, we had to, we had to dig everything. My Dad just got saved just before we did. And so there wasn't that spiritual inheritance there. We had to dig and dig and dig. It was hard. It was tough for years. So we're still digging new, new wells. Come on. I'm not holding back. I'm not holding back from hard labor, whatever it takes, God. I'm, I'm setting up a generation. I'm passing off a generational blessing. I'm passing off in, in, th- th- these inheritances, spiritual inheritance to my children. My grandchildren, their children, come on. It's a long term thing. This is something that's not short term. And you've got to fight for it. This is up to us, guys. And down verse 19, it says Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a spring fed well. Then the herders from Gerar quarreled with Isaac. Herders claiming, this water is ours. Listen, as soon as you start to do something, all of a sudden, I, there's going to be some quarreling. There's going to be some, some enemy activity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that not to expect it. But I am saying, listen, that this could be the case. So that we need to be aware that whenever we do anything from the Lord, there's always going to be something that's going to come and stop us. But that's why you have to be stronger. That's why you see God's given you that warrior anointing. We are more than conquerors in Christ. Come on. So he's going here. and The water is ours. So Isaac named the well Isaac, which means argument, because that argued with him. This is ours. See, the enemy will always argue with you. This is mine. You gave it to me, remember? Well, true. I was ignorant. I didn't want to back then. Whatever your excuse is, it doesn't matter now because uh, that is mine originally. Now I have come to reclaim this well. It, like I said, it's never too late to reclaim your well. So they moved on. Uh, so sorry, in verse 21 it says, They dug another well. In that area. And they quarreled over that one. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means an accusation. <laughs> the enemy loves to throw accusations at you. If he can't get you to stop, he'll try and get you to move on with all these accusations. And then it says in verse 22, he moved on from there and he dug another well. See how successful he is. The more that God gives, the more He's expecting. We see him so wealthy now. Everywhere he goes, he's digging wells. They didn't quarrel over this one, so he named it Rehoboth, which means roomy. We can spread out now. Come on. He wouldn't have been able to come to this point if he had not fought for the other two. For you now to spread out, for you now to have this room, for you now to enjoy You have to go through those things where the arguments, the accusations, the enemy trying to rob, steal and kill. But you're saying, hey, it's never too late. I have just found out something this morning that I have given up my wells. Devil, I'm putting you on notice. I'm taking back my wells. Or I'm re-digging some wells and uh, this, you are on my property. (laughs) You are on my land. I've just found out that this is my land. See, some of us, we've got to go back and sometimes you've got to do a search in the natural. we have got to do a search for your land. Where is the property? Where, where are the boundaries? The Bible tells us exactly what our boundaries are. Everything that Jesus took to the cross, that's our boundary. We have got a massive big boundary. Come on. The kingdoms of this earth shall become the kingdoms of our God. We own this earth. We're going to give God all the glory in every victory that we continue to walk in. Roomy, I like that. The Lord has made room for us and we will prosper in this land. (laughs) And He went from there. He went to Bathsheba. And that night the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Don't be afraid because I am with you. I will bless you and I will increase the number of your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. Listen, you are tapping in to an Abrahamic covenant. Listen, it doesn't matter who your natural father was. But listen, there is a, an, a covenant that our God took with Father Abraham that is ours still today. It's ours. Tap into it. I will make you prosperous and in this land you will prosper. Wherever God wants you to be, you will prosper. And it doesn't matter even if you're in a place that is going through a drought God will say, I want you to plant some seeds. Oh, yeah. And the miraculous will come. Peter, throw your nets over the other side. What happened? He just didn't get a nice catch of fish. He got an abundance. It was a miracle harvest of fish. When you do what God asks you to do, when you hear this morning what He's asking us to do, it isn't too much for you. God never asks us more Come on, than we can bear. He never puts us through more than we can handle. He knows who you are. Gideon was another one. He knew who Gideon was. Gideon didn't know himself, but listen, he just didn't fight for a... or Well, he realized now who, who God saw him as and, and broke that mindset, broke the old mold. He just didn't come and restore back a generational blessing to his family. He fought for a nation's inheritance. The enemy had come in and robbed and stolen for seven years. Every year they would come in for seven years until someone stood up. And listen, it might, you might be that unlikely person. Just like Gideon. It's like the most unlikely, the least. No one knows me. No one cares about me. But listen, God knows what's inside of you. And He sees that today. Men, can we stand up? I want the men to stand up right now. Hallelujah. He sees something in you that maybe you don't see yourself. All the men. All the men. God is saying this. That he's put the heart of a warrior inside of you. He's saying to you today, it's time to take back. It's time to reclaim these wells. It's time to dig some wells. And again, it doesn't matter how young you are, how old you are. Because we're digging some spiritual wells here. To leave... To our generations. What are some wells as a father that we can dig? You know, and these are just some. This is just some that I that that came to me. Personal relationship with Jesus well. A church well. Come on. Character wells. Whoa, they're, they're deep. They're hard. Man, they're rock hard, those ones. You know, manhood which is our Christ-likeness, our motives, our integrity, our manners, all these areas, they're all wells that we've got to dig. Our commitment well, commitment to your job, commitment to church, marriage well, well, that's a hard one. (laughs) If you're married, you've got to dig a deep, strong well. Dig deep. But you understand you're not doing it for yourself. You're digging these wells for your family. We've had to dig a deep foundation. A dig, a deep, not just a, a foundation, but a well so de- deep because we want our children to have a marriage like us. We want to have a better marriage. They don't have to go through a lot of the garbage that we went through. I want our grandchildren, I want Zara to enjoy the fruit, the hard work of what I had to do, of what my dad had to do, laying down a foundation, digging deep, deep wells. On our other boys, our grandsons, Houston, uh, BJ and Jamison, to have strong families, strong, strong marriages. Your prayer well. Come on. Our prayer well. Our fasting well. Sorry, I had to throw that in. (laughs) It nearly killed me to write that. but (laughs) That's a tough well. (laughs) Intercession well. Interceding for your family. Praying for your wife. Praying for your children. Praying for their job. Praying for their spouse. Come on, you, we're, 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 think, we're talking about long term here. We're already, even when our children were in Julie's tummy, we prayed for them. We prayed for their, their, their husbands and for Ben, for his wife. But they're not even born yet. Don't care. You're digging a foundation. You're digging a well. You're prophesying these things out. Your words are powerful. Whole, the, the, the Holy Bible, well. Come on, the Word, well. Spiritual gifts and anointings, well. Your faith, well. Your faith. Dig it deep. Because we're going to pass this on to another generation. And the generations will be blessed because of what you have done. Can we close our eyes, guys? And, and ladies, I just want you to to put your hands towards these amazing men of God right now. Father, right now, we thank you for this day, Lord, which we can call Father's Day, which we celebrate this day. Lord, where we look towards the fathers. Lord, we, we look to you today as well. You are the Father. Lord, that you are releasing a father's anointing. Even though we've got 10,000 teachers, but God, we need fathers. We need fathers. This world needs fathers. Lord, we've got amazing fathers right here. We've got fathers yet to be. But Lord, we see, you see already the children in these ones. Some of these aren't even married, but you see the seed that they're carrying. Godly seed. Father, today, I take authority over every plan of the enemy. Over every attack of the enemy. And where the enemy has robbed and stolen and filled in the wells of these ones. I break the enemy's power right now. And Father, I release Your anointing for digging. We will not just re-dig what is ours and what is our inheritance in you because, boy, it's a lot. But we'll also dig the wells that we need to dig. Holy Spirit, make us aware of what we need to dig today. Lord, let us not grow weary, but let us do. Let us finish the wells, just because it gets hard and tough. Listen, you can go down s- so far, but then you hit rock. But under that rock is where the, that underground water is. You've got to go. It's, 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 listen, it, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm saying it's, it could be even tough. But don't stop. Don't stop. Look at what is going to be passed off to generations because of what you did. So, Lord, today, just put your hands on your stomach, guys. Father, today, I activate that warrior anointing right now upon their lives. Father, where we will fight, where we will not give in, where we will stand our ground and we will take back our wells, even if we've given them up, We are now going back and say, hey, listen, I found out that this is my well, this is my land, and you are the one who is on it. That shouldn't be there. (laughs) You are trespassing. You are trespassing. We say to you, devil, get off my land. Get away from my family. I am about to dig some new wells in the prime territory. Exactly where the Lord wants me to dig, I will dig. And I will cause, you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing where the prophet said to the kings there, dig ditches in the desert. And God says, I will fill it. Some of us were wondering why we're digging in the desert. (laughs) Uh, We're digging a well in the desert. Very good. Never rains here. What is, what is going on? But because they were obedient, the rain fell on some distant mountain range. So much, it overflowed and it came down and filled every person who had dug wells. It was filled. And they had enough to survive. To get them to where God wanted to be, to have the abundance. Some of you have been in that place and some of you are looking around thinking I've dug hundreds of wells but nothing's really filled yet. God says I haven't finished. I have not finished. I have not finished. God says get ready because your wells will be filled. Your wells will be filled. So Lord we thank you for our re-stirring now. Of that warrior anointing. Lord, where we've felt weary. I pray a refreshing right now. A refreshing in the natural body. Lord, that we have the Holy Spirit in us. And Lord, it's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It dwells in us. Let it quicken our mortal body. Woo, come on. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord a hand morning. Let's give the Lord a hand.